0: One. We are now going to be discussing a new topic Related to the general topic of Tuma and Tahara Of purity and impurity What we're discussing now is a concept called Hesach Hadas Where you are Diverting your attention Which is really, it's a It's a Gemara elsewhere Which is the introduction to this Gemara But the Gemara elsewhere says That when it comes to truma and kachim, truma is the crop that's given to the kohen, and kachim any uh, animal that's used for designated and used for a sacrificial offering. So there's a concept that if you are mesiach das, if you are not longer, if you don't have attention towards the object, so then we just assume that it became impure. Which means that you have to be constantly aware. Once it's truma. You have to be cognizant of what's going on with the crop or with the offering. And if you are not concentrating properly, so then we will say that it is impure. Now, in that Gemara over there, there are two opinions. One opinion is that the reason why it becomes impure is because we're concerned. It's a hashash. We're concerned that it touched impurity while your attention was diverted. And let's say... Uh, when Meshiach comes and Eliyahu could tell us what really happened, so then if it, it really did not touch something which is impure, so then it really would not be impure. But we're concerned that maybe it was impure. The other opinion is no. The fact that you were Mashiach Das, the fact that you had diverted your attention from it, means that it defines it, even if it didn't really touch impurity, but we just halachically define it as something which is impure. There's a law that you have to constantly be aware of, of the chuma and of the kadshim, of the uh, crop and of the sacrificial offerings. You have to be aware of what's going on with it. And if you're not aware, so then we just automatically assume, not assume, but we automatically declare it to be impure, according to that second opinion. So those are two very different opinions in terms of understanding this idea of hesach hadas, of diversion of attention. So the Gemara now is going to give three cases of where a person diverted their attention and then we declare it as impure. So, Amr Yonasan ben, Elazar. ben Elazar says, Nafla ma'afarto heimenu, If a person's, um, I guess, uh, handkerchief or shawl falls from him, And he says to his friend, he sees his friend in the street, it fell down, He tells his friend, T'nali, give it to me, Unasan alo, T'meya. So, he, the, his friend picks it up and gives it to him, So then it becomes tame, it becomes impure. So this is now. This is also. This is dealing with situations where uh, it might even be Hulin, It might be something which is not truma, but you put you yourself uh, desi- are treating it as if it is on a higher level, a higher status of truma or kachim. And so, what you do is you drop something. You, you quickly you see somebody else passing by. You say, "Go quickly, pick it up." They pick it up and give it, give it to you. It is impure. Why? So Rashi, the classic commentator, explains because if you see just some random person walking by. You don't know if they're pure or impure. And if they're impure, so then they're about to make your item impure. So that is Hesahadas so that you diverted your attention from from making sure that this item remains pure. At the same time, Rashi says that the person picking it up also realizes that the person that asked me to pick me up pick it up doesn't care whether this becomes pure or impure. And so therefore, all the entire time that he's holding on to it, he will not deal with it uh, with a in a stricter way, he will not be careful with regards to what it touches and doesn't touch. Therefore, we're concerned that it became Tameh, that it became impure. And that's the first case of Hesach Das. So the second case is, So the second case is that somebody went and they went to take their clothing for Shabbos, and instead they, they, in their closet, they took their clothing for the weekday. Uh, so then it becomes Tameh. The fact that he didn't really know which clothing he was taking, and he uh, shows that he uh, he diverted his attention, um, and then that becomes that becomes tameh, that becomes impure. And then the third case is Amar B'lezor Baratzadik. B'lezor Baratzadik said, "Mayseb b'shtei There was a story with two women. and so They basically they put on each the wrong robe. Each one put on the other robe after they went to the bathhouse. Or they went in front of Herbikiva. Him on, and Rabbi Kiva declare them as impure. Uh, their clothing as impure. So again, we have these three cases of Hesachadas, of just diver- diversion of attention, where they weren't uh, focusing on it. The first case is where uh, you drop something and you ask somebody else to pick it up for you. So that makes it impure. The second case is where you uh, took the wrong clothing out of the closet. So that that means that you're not careful to see, make, make sure that it's in, in its own place, that it's not going to become impu- uh, impure. So in such a case where you switch between clothing, that makes it impure. And then the third case is where two women, after they come out of the bathhouse, they interchange their their robes, essentially, and then that becomes impure. So in the last two cases, it's all about interchanging things. And that interchanging things means that you weren't concentrating on it properly. So the Gmaris challenges that point, that if you interchange things, who says that that really means that you didn't you didn't have proper intention as to what's going on with it? So, Masekeflor Roboche, Roboche asks that question, Elamiata, if what you're saying is true, Hoshi Yadul Asalitul Baschit, and let's say a person, when, goes into his basket to take out a loaf of bread, of wheat bread, but also pasta pasta orin, instead of wheat bread, came out with barley bread, Chachanam we can also say that the barley bread then becomes impure, just because you picked up the wrong thing, like in the last two cases, either the wrong garment, of Shabbos or the wrong garment, you picked up somebody else's garment. That's going to make it automatically tame automatically impure. If you're going to tell me that's the case, but we have a brisa to support the idea that it doesn't make a difference. But the bresa says, if you have a person who's watching over a barrel, assuming that it's wine, that in the end it wasn't really wine; it was really oil. So the law is the brisa says that. It cannot, that barrel cannot make anything else impure. It can't make something else impure. Seemingly meaning that it itself does not become impure. But they worry how questions that. This is all in part of the question, part of the overall question is just, the overall, overall question is, if you interchange things by accident, does that mean that you really, uh, were diverting your attention? Um, and they bring a proof from this, Brysa, but then they ask a question, and they say if that's true, But the end of the Braissa says, says that the law is if you if you thought it was wine and then it ended up becoming oil, it's true. It cannot make something else impure, but Vasur milachol, But it does say also that you're not allowed to eat it. Why you're not allowed to eat it? So Am says, posla. The law is that what we're dealing with here is the um, the utensil and that if the utensil is discussing not just the utensil, but the liquid in the utensil, the wine or the oil, whether that becomes impure or not. And as we mentioned, wine or oil, they could get reach all the way to a second degree from the original source. But it cannot pass it on. Once it's a second degree, it cannot pass it on. And so, the Neymar says that this person, he was guarding it, from touching an avatoma, from the original source. It would never touch the original source, because if it touched the original source, so then it becomes impure, and it could also impure something else, because it's first degree, and then it can impure other food, make other food food impure. Uh, But if, but so he guarded it from the original source, but he did not guard it, he he had in mind not to guard it from the first degree, because if it touches something which is a first degree, so then even though that becomes impure, and you're not allowed to eat it, but it will not make something else impure. So there's a concept of guarding it from certain levels of impurity but not others, so i.e. Uh, the, the avatuma, the fir- the original source, it's going to guard it from, but it's not going to guard it from a first degree. And if, if, if that's your mindset, so then you're not allowed to eat it because maybe it did touch a first degree and then it becomes second degree, so it makes it impure, but it cannot make other food impure because it's a second degree, it can't make other food into a third degree. So that's what it means that that you're not allowed to eat it. But it also we don't assume that it became um, completely impure that it can impure others. Even though the whole point of this question is that you're you're interchanging between you thought it was wine and it ended up being oil. So maybe you should be concerned that really it touched the direct source and then it should impure others. So we see not that way that even when you interch- interchange it, it, it's not viewed as hesachadas. It's not viewed as though you diverted your attention from it, but. The Gemara, before answering that question, asks the following question. It asks a side, this is really a side topic. It asks, Is there really such a concept of guarding it from partially, only from the original source, but not from the first degree? That is there really such a, a concept? So the Gemara says, Yes, there is such a concept, and I'll prove it to you. Vahatanya, it was taught in a brysa. So a person goes and takes something out of the basket which has figs in it. And the basket was, he was holding the basket over his shoulder. And he thought there was just figs in it, but there was also a shovel, like a spoon, which is able to get the dried figs and remove them from the sides if sometimes it gets really uh, uh, attached to the sides or to themselves. He had a spoon there. But his mind was on the figs. But he never had in mind the shovel. The law is, the basket itself is tahor. It's pure. But the shovel, which you didn't even realize, you've totally forgot about the shovel. So the shovel is tame. The shovel, which you forgot about. So we assume that that's impure because you didn't have in mind the shovel. You forgot that you had the shovel in your backpack. But the figs inside there, those are tahor. So the Gemara asks, I don't understand. Hasal tahor is really, t- could you really say that the basket is pure and the figs inside are pure? Titame, I'm a grateful to sal? If the shovel is impure, so then the shovel will then make the basket impure, right? It transfers it over. It's inside the basket. So the Gemara answer is no, ain't clean clea. A clea, a utensil, is like a person in, in with regards to the degree, uh, whether it can become impure or not. And that's just like a person could only become impure on a first degree from the original source. So two utensils can only become impure uh, from a first degree. So if it becomes impure from a first degree, so then it cannot make other utensils impure because utensils cannot become a secondary, so it does not make the, it does not make the utensil impure. So the Gemara asks, okay, it's not going to make the utensil impure. It's not going to make the, the the basket, the uh, the backpack impure. But for the time and masha basal, at least you should make the figs. Figs are food. Food could become second, could become uh, second degree. So we should say that it it, it makes the figs impure. So Amar Ravina, Ravina says this is a case of Omer Shemarte Midavar Velo Midavar HaPoslo. Ravina says that you could have such a concept where this person was guarding his, he, he, he knew about the shovel, but he was guarding the shovel only with regards to certain things but not with regards to other things, i.e., he was making sure that the shovel would not be the original source itself of tuma of impurity, it would not be a first degree of impurity because then it would make the food impure. But he was not guarding it. What it means from the price, it means that he was not guarding it from becoming a second degree, and that if it became a second degree, so then it cannot make food impure, and so he wouldn't guard. He he wasn't careful about making sure that it wasn't a second degree, and then it would. And because if it's a second degree, so then it cannot make the food impure. So the point of bringing all of this is really just to show you that you could have situations where, and it's halachically. Uh, there are halachic ramifications to this that you have in mind just to protect the item with regards to certain levels of, of impurity, but not with regards to others. And that, that's acceptable. That's, uh, we'll take that into halachic consideration. But that's really all a side point. The real question here is, The real question, which is what we're trying to deal with, is that originally we said that if you interchange between items, it's viewed as hesachadas. It's viewed as though you are uh, diverting your attention, and then it automatically becomes impure. Again, as we pointed out in the very beginning, either because we assume or we're, we're concerned that it touched impurity while your attention was diverted, or because there's a, a rule that you're not allowed to divert your attention from from Truma and from Kachim, and if you do that, so then it's, by definition, it becomes impure. You're not allowed to use it anymore because you diverted your attention from it. However, we see from our original case that we had where a person thought that he was protecting, he was guarding a barrel of... Of wine and it ended up becoming oil. That that does not become impure. It doesn't mat- automatically become impure. We might be concerned that uh, you're not allowed to eat it for various reasons, but it doesn't become automatically uh, uh, impure uh, to to a higher level. So it seems to be the question is that we see that if you interchange, if you if you didn't realize what you're holding, so then it does not automatically define it as impure. And the Gemara adds another question, uh, the, the same question, but from a, from a different source. The ode, furthermore, of Rabba Baravua, Rabba Baravua asked from the following Baisa, from a different Baisa, moving on to twenty a three. Maise Bisha there was a story with a woman. Rabbi Shmuel, she went in front of Rabbi Shmuel. she said to him, Rabbi, Rabbi, my Rabbi, begedzaraktiv Bitahara. You see this garment that I have, I wove, I wove this gar- garment. And I did it while I was pure. So this garment is pure. Uh, they explain that what this means is that she guarded. She she she's claiming that it's pure, meaning from the time that there's only a certain point in time, a, a clothing can only become impure once it's uh, sig- it's uh, of a significant um, size that it could then become impure. So since she 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 created, she made the whole. A clothing, this whole uh, this whole clothing. At the very beginning, she might have not have been concerned when it was a smaller size, but she's saying that when it became the size where it has the possibility of becoming impure, I made sure. I'm telling you right now that it is pure. But he says, but she adds, but I also I didn't have in mind to guard it and to protect it from impurity. I made sure that you know I I I, don't, I didn't see touch any impurity, but I also I didn't guard it. I wasn't careful about uh, guarding it. Umitoch, and the Gemara says, Umitoch bodiko shayir Rishmal bodka. So Rishmal would then ask questions to her to find out exactly what happened. And within those conversations, Amrlo, she said to him, Rabbi, you should know, my teacher, Nida mashcha imi You should know that there was a woman who was a Nida, who was during her menstrual cycle, and that automatically makes her impure, mitame uh, that was together with me, making the rope, attaching the rope to the loom. So Amr Bishmol, said, Ah, gedolim, how great are the rabbis who said, they said, that if you're concentrating on the item, it's pure. But if you divert your attention from the item, if you're not concentrating, so then it is impure. We haven't explained exactly what the question is, but just from the uh, a second story, that's a very similar story. of There's a woman who came in front of Rabbi Shmuel. She said to him, Rabbi, you know this cloth was woven. I I I made it in purity. Same thing. But I also I didn't protect it from making sure that it didn't become impure. But I know that it's pure. It didn't touch anything. And we tell Padiko Shai Breshmo Bodka, and then Rishmal would question her, and it came out through that conversation. Um she said to him, Rebbe, you should know nima that I was using a thread which was. I was using, and it snapped. V'karshtiyah Bapet and I tied it uh, to my mouth. So it was in my mouth, and the explanation is, is that she she put it tied it in the mouth, which is from the saliva. It could make the the um, the garment impure because she was also at that time anida. She was during her menstrual cycle before going to the mikvah. So Omer Rav Shmuel, Shmuel said, Also here too, How great are the words of the Rabbi, That if you have in mind to guard it, so then it's Tahr. And if you don't have in mind to guard it, so then it's Tahr. The point of these last two stories, very similar stories of where a woman says that, I know that it's pure, but I wasn't guarding it. And then Rubishmal said, found out that it really wasn't pure. The point here is that the Gemara says that, it's specifically, if you have in mind to guard it, so then it's Tahir. The it says that it is pure. And this is even if, it doesn't differentiate between whether or not you thought the item was one item, but it really was a different item. At the end of the day, if you're guarding it, so then you're guarding it, and it's Tahir. Then it's pure. It doesn't make a difference that you thought it was one item, and it ended up being a different item. And that was also the proof from the Braisa, of the story of the wine and the oil, that we said that if you switch between the two... You're still guarding the same the same liquid. You just don't know what liquid's there. And we say that it's really it's uh it's not completely impure. It's still it's still Tahor uh, to a certain level. So that questions our original case. We had two cases, again, just to review, we had those two cases of you took out your clothing and you thought it was for you thought it was your shop's clothing and it was really your weekday clothing, or they switched robes. But in the end of the day, they were still guarding the same item. They just didn't realize that it was it was, um, it was something that they thought they thought it was something else. But they were still the item itself they were guarding, they just thought that it was something else. They thought it was their Shabbos clothing, or they thought it was the other woman's robe, uh, or they thought it really it was their robe. Uh, but the point is that we have various proofs to say that when you interchange between things, it's not viewed as diversion of attention, and really it should be tahor. So why do we say that it is impure if it sounds like it should really become tahor? So that's the question of the Gemara and we're going to get to the answer tomorrow so the answer the, the answer will be for tomorrow